Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And we're going to go and roll another highlight from the latest episode of the Drake Podcast Show Season 3. If you haven't already, be sure to click subscribe below. And we're seeing these leaders asleep, afraid, won't even speak up, but yet you've got people in Canada right now. 48 churches have been either burnt or closed down. But they're actually speaking up and exposing it and doing what we should be doing and giving our people hope and telling them to stay firm in what they believe in with respect and love, but also not holding back on your convictions. And I just feel like, at least in Australia, we've become honestly weak and and we've been seduced by the spirit of sleep. We request that everybody stays calm at the current moment for there is a zombie apocalypse currently happening on the West Coast. Do stay inside and do not go out under any circumstances. If any zombies happen to get into your house, Shoot them in the head or remove the head from the brain. We insist, do not leave your houses. Thank you very much for your cooperation. Ladies and gentlemen, season three of episode eight of the Drake Poker Show starts now. Ariana, where does the story first start off? Oh, thank you for having me, Dom. Nice to be here and hi to everybody that's tuning in. So the story, the story comes that we're mates, aren't we, John? We go a little bit way back. <laughs> we do, we do. Quite controversial, isn't it? That we've um, we've definitely been the ones that stick out in the church for a long time, I think. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> in 1 John 3, what do you think John meant when he talks about divine sonship and sin breaking God's law? Oh, that is a really heavy one. So... Basically, I guess the epitome of First John is that John is speaking directly to the church. So what we need to understand is that he's not primarily speaking to unbelievers. These things and these heavy things are actually to believers that were in a time that they were experiencing a lot of persecution. And we're starting to see that a lot, especially in the West, right? And it's that's been happening for millennia, but now, especially since the COVID season, we're seeing just the the real difference between the light and the dark, and how God is also in the midst of unveiling and unmasking these things. So, sin He does this through the Holy Spirit, and one of the Spirit's um, roles is actually to uncover sin and convict the world of unrighteousness. So that's what John is reminding these people that this is bound to happen and it can get ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you had any personal experiences where, where mm. this season has actually landed you or Jesse in a bit of hot water just because you're doing what you know and the Holy Spirit is convicting you to do? Absolutely. I mean, like for us, even from the very beginning, like we, we all understand that everybody has had uh, just their way of dealing with this season of life and just this, we just got put into it. Um, mm, mm. No one asked for it. No one, um, yeah, was dying that it would happen. But, you know, we're here and God allowed it. But 
it did have ripple effects. And what I've seen, and I'm sure that you've been uh, seeing this as well, is that you you often, as a believer in Jesus Christ, that you're going to get a backlash and and a lack of support from the world because we know that those who aren't in Christ, they don't have the spirit of understanding. Like he doesn't, he hasn't um, unveiled their eyes yet. So they're, they're already living in that ignorance and lack of knowledge. But what I guess is really hard to grasp now is that this thing has just created such a division mm-hmm. against believers. And mm-hmm. it's like one against the other. And it's like a discord has been sown in to the church. And it's, crazy and it's and it's wrong and it's simple like it, it's it's burning god's nostrils i'm i'm pretty sure it is and it's a stench and it it's yeah i've just been i don't know about what's been on your news feed but i was just telling jesse the other day that like prominent leaders theologians i've got people that have done all these degrees in theology, and they're, they're considered as important people in our faith, people we look up to. Mm. But all you see is instead of promoting the gospel, giving their flocks hope, instead of giving insight, spiritual insight to assure people, like John did. John mm. called his flock, listen, my children. That was the relationship that he had with them. And we're seeing these leaders asleep, afraid, won't even speak up. But yet you've got people in Canada right now, 48 churches have been either burnt or closed down. But they're actually speaking up and exposing it and doing what we should be doing and giving our people hope and telling them to stay firm in what they believe in with respect and love, but also not holding back on your convictions. And I just feel like, at least in Australia, we've become honestly weak and and, and we've been seduced by the spirit of sleep yeah. spiritually. Yeah. So it's really, really bad. And we just, we need to be able to lovingly tell our brothers and sisters and remind them, just like John did, to test every spirit, to not just believe everything that you hear because not everything comes from God, even if it sounds like God. And how do we how do we know what God's voice is and what it sounds like? Well we have to stay close to him. We have to read his word and believe it, even though it was written thousands of years ago. Wow. It's alive and breathing. And I was only just reading this morning, like in the Old Testament, right? We're seeing that, you know, the nations, for example, were conspiring against Israel. And these enemy nations are declaring, we're going to wipe them out as a people. We're going to plot together and we're going to just destroy them off the face of the earth. And that's a no-brainer that that's been happening today, but also that's, that's the targets, the church. <laughs> These still ancient enemies are still carrying out this plan. But thankfully, you and I both know that the Lord wins. We oh, win. Yeah. yeah, we do. But at the same time, the devil's not going to get out with a, without a fight. <laughs> so are we going to show up or are we going to 
just hide in the comfort of our homes and just play poor little old me. Like I've seen many do and it's and it's paralyzing. It's Oh yeah. You know, it's not what we're called to do. We're called to have joy in this good news. Like we carry the hope of the world. And so yeah, I just pray yeah. that that encourages people that may be listening to step aside from what you're looking at and don't let it influence your thoughts and motivations and deter you from who God actually is and what he said. Mm, Ari, very well put. And I just want to draw something to the audience and yourself's attention tonight in relation to 1 John 3 verse 3 about this purifying hope that you were just talking about, the hope that should already mm. be transforming us, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, in fact. Yet here we're mm. seeing people worried about all the things that they have to get done in their earthly measures, even though the mm. second coming is pertinent. It's coming. It's so close. Yeah. I can feel it in the spiritual atmosphere. In fact, something has broken over, like the yoke has broken over. It's manifested over so much of the earth already. And if mm. you aren't already tapping into that, then I'm afraid you've been indulged by the sinful life. And mm. that's what the devil was doing from the beginning. He was sinning. So the character of God should be this hope. It shouldn't be this person that indulges in indulges and continues to live forfeited in that hope by living in sin and moral anarchy. So I don't know what you think about what John was saying, but what I took away from it even this morning in my private devotional time with him was that Mm. if we are diverting ourselves from the truth or if anybody is diverting our eyes from God's truth, that man or woman is not righteous. That man or woman is not being purified and prepared for that great banquet feast on and, and well, very more importantly, mm. the, the day of judgment. Absolutely. And we have and to absolutely stay the hell away from people like that, that God even calls a brood of vipers, you know, and pigs that, mm. that, that demons are only worthy of living in. We cannot waste any more time and forget to practice the most important truth right now, which is discernment of the spirit when we make these brash decisions like trusting big government right now or mm. not going to church because somebody in the premier's seat right now is saying it's not safe to do so. Let God be the judge. Don't let Gladys be the judge. Don't let your pastor Mm. or the ecclesia be the judge. May your heart that is aligned with God's heart in perfect wholeness with Christ be the very thing that gets you out of bed tomorrow morning, Ariana, or anyone else tuning in for that matter. That's my only hope. That's why I come on here to smash open another can of worms or 10 because nobody (laughs) is speaking out. There is complete and utter silence in the church right now, isn't there? That's right. Absolutely. And, I mean, like John makes it very clear, and I want to draw on verse verse 7, Dom, Mm -hmm. and it says, again, he's he's, he's not addressing them as, slaves Mm. no one's obliging you but he's calling them children Mm. like he's coming truthful but in love and he's saying let no one mislead you and then he's saying there's a clear difference the one who practices righteousness is righteous as jesus is righteous so the word practicing it's not just i'm going to say i'm this or i'm doing this but i'm actually making it a consistent 
part of my life absolutely every day. And then it says in verse 8, the one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. Mm. And that is why Jesus, so people have a wrong idea as well about um, why Jesus actually came as well. Yes, he came to forgive us and be the atonement for our sin because Really, we are the problem. But he also did a twofold thing. It says the Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. And so that is the whole ministry of Jesus. And since we've been called as his co heirs, Mm -hmm. we take part in that, in destroying the works of the devil. And the thing is, He's already assuming, John is already assuming that some of these people in front of him are being misled already. And we already know that that happened because so many people became false prophets and they started teaching different doctrines and they started thinking that Jesus uh, was, did not have, um, he was not a deity, he was just a simple man and just all this crazy stuff. But like you said, you know, it has come to the point where people, especially in the church, have sat under, like you said, this thing, and they've let, they've let the government define what is good and what is evil. Oh, yeah. They've, they've, let, they've let the government define and tell them that keeping sex services is essential, but gathering together is not essential. When did we get to that point? And it just blows my mind that if the apostles were here, if Paul was on this earth right now, what would he be doing? Like, what would John be doing? Because I tell you oh, what he'd doing. He'd be running to the lion's den because the lion's mouth would be shut up because at the click of a finger <laughs> and the trust of God that he had wholly in his life, defining point, even yeah. in the time of adversity and great persecution, he would not cower away and hide in a cave. No. And, and the thing is, he was exiled mm. and yet, and yet he was still speaking the truth oh, yeah. in exile. Like he had every reason to get angry and to be feeling sorry for himself, but he was still diligent because he cared about his flock and he knew like this man was at the breast of Jesus. Like he was leaning on his breast. He was there. He was an eyewitness. And for him to to be saying these things like today, if he was to even remotely speak, what would we hear? Oh, you're, you're judging. You don't love. This is just hogwash. But he makes it very clear that those that willingly see the truth, know the truth, but are acting in complete disobedience, they're not emulating Christ. And it's those people that we have to be really mindful of and stay away from. The word commands that. We love people, but at the same time, if we're going to stumble and be like the rest of the world, the light of Christ doesn't shine through us, simple as that. And so, you know, we need to partner with God, get back on our horse, because mm-hmm. his horse is faithful and true, that's who is declared, and destroy the works of the devil. And the, th- the best thing about us is that our weapons, so the word says the weapons of our warfare, are not carnal, but they have the power to demolish strongholds. (laughs) Like, do we really realize how much authority we carry in the earth? And yet we are acting like 
We're just these little ants that mm-hmm. have no power. Because we forget that God is the source. We forget that we're not living for our own lives, but we're living to a self-sacrificial love towards one another. Mm. And if, in fact, we stop loving the way we should be loving, then we are no better yeah. than Cain who yielded to the evil one and brutally murdered his own brother. Absolutely. And the spirit of murder, even mm-hmm. today, like Jesus said, it, it goes beyond that because you, you get angry. Yep. And if you get angry unjustly, you're committing murder in your own heart. So you, it, it is it is much deeper. And we're seeing that the spirit of Cain roaming the earth, and it's only a matter of time before it continues to pulverize the church. And this is why I've been vocal, which unfortunately for me, being in the mission field, you have to be very, I guess, careful because there is a sense of, uh, also leadership and authority and stuff like that, but people are just have become very sensitive and very yeah, anti-opinion. And, you know, it's, they've, they've fallen under that wave. So, but I've, <laughs> you know, by God's grace, I'm still saying, well, you know what? Like, I refuse, and I'm sure you refuse as well, to stay in fear and dread and misery and not have joy in my salvation, you know? So, yeah, like, hmm. it's, it makes it very clear that light and dark, they're two polar opposites, and you're either in one or the other. Oh. Like, you, you, need, you need to really examine where you fall under and don't call your light, don't call your light light. If it goes anything against Christ and his mind and what he purposed to do, then you're not in the light. Simple as that. Could you go? I mean, you could even go one step further. <laughs> you are well, actually as bad as a murderer in God's eyes if you are not operating in God's light and God's love in all that you mm. do and all that you say and all that you think. And it brought me to this about not being shocked in verse 13 onwards of 1 John 3. Beloved brothers and sisters, if you experience the world's hatred, yet we can be assured that we have been translated from spiritual death into spiritual life because we love Mm. the family of believers. This loveless life remains spiritually dead. Everyone who keeps hating a fellow believer is then a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him or her. Wow. Wow. Beautiful, isn't it? It, Jesus goes right to the very pitfalls, right down to the very root. And how often have we said, like, you know, I didn't hate anybody. <laughs> I don't oh, hate I, anybody. But, like, when, but when <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a close, uh, it's close tie with <laughs> I really don't like or I strongly dislike <laughs> or, you know, well, if they get the vaccine, they'll die first. You know, like you can't help but think at the moment. We are trying mm. to show the light. We are trying to give direction and wisdom and advice that we've kindly and carefully researched on the ground up. And if people don't want to listen, I mean, the Bible is very clear about those people. They don't mm. want to listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. So let them go, bless them, don't curse them, but focus on the people, God's sheep, the flock that do want to learn from their wrongs because right now wrong way is being celebrated as the right way. And we see that with popular culture all going and getting the experimental jab, yet a lot of them are actually already dead, dare I say. 
These people are pushing this propaganda along, but the truth is also being withheld along with it. Like, aren't you a stable group of people? No. And, like, so... <sighs> Far from it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so... a fact, isn't it? Like, all these people and forefathers that we've kind of, I guess, created and founded our, I guess, version of Christianity on, Wow, did you just say that, Dom, on air? Yeah, yeah, you (laughs) did because it's just a version of the real thing, guys. I want to say today, any edite or practice that you're currently following today that does not fall dead center in with the word of God, which is Jesus, and you're feeling Hmm. this belly ache right now that something's not right, something doesn't look correct, and you haven't gone and applied critical thinking and common sense, which I believe Mm. falls hand in hand with discernment and spiritual knowledge, then Mm. you have got to get out of that church, friend. That is not the right place or teaching for you. I've had to make drastic decisions this season too for myself that I did not think in a million years I would have to make, but it's because I want to honor God and God alone that I'm doing this. And man, it's going to hurt. You're going to lose a lot of friends and a lot of credibility on your platform with it, but it is so worth it if we are going to finish the race with Jesus Christ, the son of God. That's all this is about. It's about taking it back to Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus in the holy city, Jesus that Mm. also died for the Jews, died for his chosen adopted sons and daughters, the Gentiles, us today. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And like, you know, we have to really be, again, uh, just that word that's come up is just the discernment and you know, how do you, how do you get discernment? How do you find (laughs) discernment? Like what, what do you do in order to know God's voice? Because a lot of the time, you know, there are lots of voices in the world and, you know, the devil is very crafty to make it very similar. And so what would you say to people that, um, (laughs) want to, want to know they can't hear God's voice? Things are confusing right now. Let's say, to go with that, wow, I know it's quite a novelty, but I'm going to go there anyway. Can I just challenge you tuning in today? If you are not already uncensoring the voice of God right now and you're not tapping into his true frequency, can you do what they do on national radio and what I'm going to do right now, Exhibit A? Do a bit more of this to the devil when he tries to get in your head and thump you around and confuse the hell out of you right now. Ready? This is what you do next time you hear Channel 9 tell you that there's new cases of coronavirus. Devil. That's what you can go and do. And that's a constant thing, right? Like he, he's always there. Like the Bible says that the devil is like a crouching lion. He mm. prowls around. But the thing is, the devil will only go for the open door, the vulnerable and the weak person. So recommended in scripture to keep our minds alert and sober. So when you're sober, you're completely aware of what's going on. You're aware of your own behavior, your own mind and your heart, and they all need to be linked and aligned together. And we can't do that on our own. And so Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So really tap in and press into him because he is your lifeline. Don't, Don't be bothering calling lifeline. 
call the real lifeline, and that is the Messiah Jesus. But like, do you, something, you bloody <laughs> badgers. Do something. If you do nothing, then you may as well let the devil devour all your family and friends because they're going to hell. If you don't tell them that they need to repent and that you love them and that's why you don't want them to take this gene therapy from Pfizer or AstraZeneca, then you are actually going to be held accountable. It might not be a popular way of looking at things at the moment to bad. There are going to be prophets out there that are outspoken that you will try and tear a new one. Believe me, the devil's tried from the day I was born out of my mother's womb to silence me and the church with Mm. it. But me and Ariana are on here to try and teach you that it is okay not to agree with everything a person's telling you today. Don't believe it just because I shared it. Don't even believe it because your pastor on the weekend said it. You have to Mm. take it back to scripture, friends. And I want to ask you something in relation to what you just said earlier about doing something. Do you believe Mm. that the responsibility of doing no harm falls onto the body of Christ right now with a slight ear of caution. Some nurses, doctors, and epidemiologists are not honoring the ancient value from Hippocrates because of this scientism cult following that's replaced science. I mean, what's it going to actually take for these people to wake up? Another 200,000 bodies on the street? Yeah, well, again, like you said, we have to look look at everything through the lens of Scripture. And thankfully for us, we know and we can see what has already been said from long ago, the sad reality is that as many times that God would try to get the world's attention, you know, he used the pandemic. He did not create the pandemic, but he used it like he uses everything to expose sin and to expose darkness. And so he used it in order to show people that they're, absolutely hopeless and the unfortunate thing is even when it gets more violent when it gets more uh, worse than what we know it's going to be the word says people still cursed God and they did not repent so we cannot sit here and say that God has not bothered to reveal himself that he hasn't been available and opening up his arms daily because we all have an invitation to come to the table. Yeah. And so we we see, unfortunately, Dom, that the seed of man is inherently wicked and people will still refuse. And even when they do get the mark, they will still curse God and they will still try to shut down his people. And so what our response needs to be is that we have the responsibility, okay, to do the harm in the sense of destroy the works of the devil. And that is by what? Proclaiming, Mm. using our mouth, speaking. Like the book of Esther, you know, we didn't hear God's voice at all, but he was working behind the scenes. And Esther was positioned in the palace and she had to use her voice and it could have cost her. You know, she, she was someone that, needed to be summoned in order to speak. But her uncle, her cousin said, you are at a time where you are and if you don't speak, if you don't stand up for your people, trouble is going to come for you no matter what you do. You know what I mean? So where you're at now, 
use your voice. We carry the father's voice. And that is a really, really important thing to realize now because, you know, people have lost hope. And instead of jumping on the bandwagon with everyone else and, you know, constantly talking about COVID vaccines, what your opinion is on it, how about we encourage and speak life into these barren places? Mm. How about we speak life into these dead bones that are just everywhere because it, it is a reality. And we know that people will be wicked, but we also know that we can make a difference when we take on our responsibility as proclaiming the gospel and refusing to shut our mouths when people say, don't do it, or you need to be censored, or you can't enter this place because you're a Christian. You know, you, you couldn't, they couldn't even hold a conference in WA because yeah. they were apparently homophobic and the, they, they couldn't hold their conference there because they're Christians. It's like, you know, you, you can't, you can't do a single thing because of your belief system, but yet they want to preach that they desire freedom and it's a democracy. We need to wake up and realize that the devil is not going to be so clever and try to do it immediately. He does it behind the scenes. He does it through stuff like the vaccine. Oh, yeah, it's not mandatory, but you just can't do this. You just can't do that. So he will try and slither his way to suppress and, and, and pressure people. It's like being in a pressure cooker. And so, you know, like, are we going to stay asleep? I'm not telling you guys or you viewers what to do, whether you want to get it or not or whether you care or not. What I'm telling you and what I think Dom is also saying is do your research. Don't sit there and believe these inconsistent news reporters that one day say that the sun takes away COVID and it's better to be outside and next minute you're not allowed out. You know, it's they are not God. They are not experts on creation. They are not experts on the human body that God created. They are not experts in their own field. It is Christ who made and fashioned our DNA and knows who we are and what we need. So just rest in those things and not on what you're hearing because I'm telling you, if you do your research and you think critically, like Dom said, you will find yourself more at peace and within a frame of logic to actually just sit there and say, you know what, like I shouldn't be that afraid of it. You know, I shouldn't be, killing myself in anxiety and depression over this. And that's what I see a lot of people are doing. And it, it's discouraging on my news feed. That's mm. all I see. Mm. And so, yeah, like we really need to just, again, as a church, I'm speaking to the church because I can't, I can't judge the world. The, the, the world itself is being judged oh, already. Yeah. yeah. But, but I can't judge the world because they live in ignorance. But I can, with righteous judgment, speak to my brothers and sisters and tell them that we need to wake up. We need to be on each other's side. And most of all, not just each other's side, we need to obey Christ. 
even if it's going to cost you. You know, you can't keep running away from suffering forever because the word says anyone that desires to live godly will suffer. If Jesus did it, (laughs) what makes you think that that's not going to happen? Oh, yeah. Segregation's been happening from day one. That's why they want to remove the the history of the beginning. They want to remove the great I am. They want to remove how the earth came to be coming because if they can mm. if they can twist truth and they can twist reality because what what did hitler say he said how good it is when a man doesn't think for himself you tell him a big lie and you don't even do it in a big way but you just subtly keep telling them day after day after day until they all believe it man if that is That's the right. 10 steps to genocide Get me the hell away from this world. Come, Lord Jesus, come, because it is going to get grave. We're not going to be treated like the best people. We're definitely not going to be treated like royalty. Now, Jesus wasn't even treated like royalty by his own, by his own. I'm talking the seed of Abraham right now. Yeah. (laughs) And he is royal and he deserved it. Now, you got to hear my heart today, friend. Did Jesus ever wear a mask, stay at home, get a vaccine, get a booster, or have to social distance? No. So why are we taking away from the grand and gold example of Jesus Christ, the only Son and Messiah of God, and we're Mm. starting to listen to health orders? I want to let you know something today. Jesus spat on someone's hands and put it on their eyes, and they were able Amen. to see again. And I'm not just talking vision. I'm talking 2020, 100% perfection, right? He was yeah. healed top to toe. Do you really think that a plague scares God Almighty? Do you really think that it mm. should scare us, in fact, if we are imitating the like-mindedness and nature of Christ? No, Mm, and a resounding no again. Every argument that you're having right now, every text message to try and stop you having a conversation and healthy dialogue right now, like I saw with the Daily Mail writing an article about me recently about speaking up for my rights, standing my ground in my territory that God has clearly placed me in in such a time as this. Get behind me, Satan. Honestly, the messages mm. that are coming in, Ariana, are really disturbing. I had someone say they wanted to throw me into the Cooks River the other day. Any time you take a stand for truth, you know, you, you will get persecuted, and we know that. And, you know, like you were saying, and it's so good about how Jesus was when he was out in the street. Like, he had so many people with all these afflictions and infirmities. He had mm-hmm. people that were that were hanging around him in like crowds. Like imagine crowds and you want to go on about a protest. There were crowds <laughs> everywhere following him, not leaving him alone because they wanted to know who this man was. And he was touching people with leprosy. Do you know how shameful it would be to be a person with leprosy, the woman with the issue of blood, the shame that would have been placed on her not um, getting married or not having anyone want to be friends with her because of her condition and just people that probably would have smelt or people that would have, um, you know, in our eyes, we we just don't want to talk to or we we just don't want to confront. But Jesus sat with them. He touched them. He, you know, he ministered to them. And it's like, you know, we're being told, right, to – not stop 
in the street. So if you, Dom, were to see, you know, your, your relative or if you were to see, if I was to see my grandma on the street, okay, I'm being told by, what's her name, Kerry, the so-called health So-called minister, doctor, yeah. Yeah, that I am, I am to ignore my grandmother and I'm not to talk to her, I'm not to strike up a conversation because that is dangerous. Basically, we're being told, don't talk to your neighbour, and they were her exact words. And yet we're also being told from, from the Christian church, love your neighbour. Doesn't uh-huh. that seem contradictory? Hugely contradictory. <laughs> so what does it actually look like to love your neighbour? By ignoring them, acting as though they don't exist, and you know how, how are we reaching out to older people that don't have technology? It's a death sentence not to go outside, brothers and sisters. It's a death sentence not to tell somebody that they have been blatantly deceived and lied to this whole pandemic time. Mm. And it's also hard as well how I've heard people, you know, like wanting to snitch people in for being outside with their own families. Like I saw, you know, a mum and a dad with a pram and they were just walking in the park and stuff like that. And, mm. you know, unfortunately, you know, a certain individual was like, you know, I, I really want to tell the cops. And it's like, are you kidding me? They're a household. They're together. And they just can't do what they need to do. Why does it affect you so much? That's right. And it's like, it's it, it's just, yeah, it's become a, like we've become just so closed in and then they're going on about fiction mental health and stuff but it's the worst thing that you can do to a person and lock them up place all these rules on them when they were created to be social beings we're created to have physical contact we're created to be productive and work like we're we're productive we we were created to have family we were created to stay within certain functions like we were created for fellowship the fact that it is being said that this is that this does not have the handprint of Satan on it. Then you're blind. I'm sorry. Like oh, yeah. you, you, the fact that you may think that this is a good idea, and let me tell you, the world thinks we're a joke. Unfortunately, the world thinks we're a joke. We're complaining about all these minimal cases when. There's been skyrocketing cases in other countries and people have suffered other things, but we're just acting like we'll just shut up the whole nation for over a year and acting like a sport bright country. But that's how I've been perceiving Australia's attitude right now. We used to be a really loved nation. You know, when you go overseas, Australia had a very good reputation. But now, unfortunately, the way that they've handled this has, has really changed my votes um, this year, so I'm not happy with who I thought was a light in darkness, but sadly is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, it's you know, I pray for Scott Morrison, and I and I pray that he gets delivered from sitting under this this wickedness. But you know, like it's gone to the point where. Like, come on, mate. The army. Yeah, you have have ethnic groups who have escaped Iraq, Syria, 
Lebanon, all these areas, these war-torn countries, because of trauma, because of a life like this, to only come back to the same thing. I'm going to tell that- you, ScoMo, if you're listening, and I know you've blocked me on your Instagram along with Brian Charles Houston, let's have a chat about how wrong you got this, mate, because you are making not one but 12 million families suffer right now for a friggin' virus no better or a little worse than influenza A or influenza B. This has got to stop. You are following this new agenda of globalism or Agenda 21, whatever you subscribe to at home. It is not any way, shape or form compatible with Christ. And yeah, I've got to say, big boy, you might think you're in charge right now, but God is God Almighty and he has been in control this whole entire time. And boy, I'd hate to be on the receiving end of Judgment Day for you if you do not repent. Absolutely. And, you know, like we we also have a collective responsibility as believers, you know, to pray. We've got a priestly role and that is to intercede. And if we're not praying, God's will on earth, chaos happens. And if we're not constantly rebuking the devil's attitude out of the leadership, if we're not entering into that atmosphere and shifting things and partnering with God in that, this is what we're going to get, you know? And so we need to be mindful and encouraged at the same time that we have the ability to see things change. And so will you be a part of that change and step in with God and really be the bride of Christ and follow her bridegroom? Let me ask you this, and this is probably going to piss a few of my viewers off, and by all means, go below and click unsubscribe now because you're not the target audience I'm going for. I want people to feel like this is a zone where we don't censor the truth, okay? A little bit like what's going on in America right now where you've got people on Infowars, Alex Jones, and other people in the likes of that area, uh, Ben Shapiro, in fact, to name a few, that are not afraid to say the exact opposite to what the mainstream media is reporting as being factual and truth right now, okay? I want to pull out an article recently on Brian Houston, the founder and global senior pastor at Hillsong Church, who said he believes getting the COVID-19 vaccine is a personal decision following the virus-related death of one of the church members. The Sydney Australia-based pastor announced the death of Stephen Harmon, 34, on social media last week. The post has since been removed. What the heck is going on right now in leadership in this nation? Brian, it was great, don't get me wrong, that you started the ripple effect of people thinking, hang on, maybe we have been targeted by the state and maybe we need to stand up as Christians right now so we can broadcast church live on on the air. But, hey, when in any moment or or shape or form did you think to challenge the cabinet and the national COVID task force about opening the church without restrictions. Why was it only Bishop Ma Marie that was the one to start that can of worms, to start that very timely conversation about where are the leaders? I thought that you were one of the principal leaders, mate. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what happened there with that whole issue, but I did remember, like, he was quite vocal about the restrictions and the actual lockdown and he was vocal about it and commended the church to stand up and raise their voice. So, Mm. you know, I did see that 
And so I wonder what has happened now. And that's what I mean. It's unfortunately we've got this inconsistency. People don't know what to do with themselves at the moment. And it's being on rocky waters and not having a strong foundation. And that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We can't be wishy-washy and, you know, when one thing happens, we just fall and just lose our convictions. So, yeah, I'd be posing that question myself. Well, I mean, there's nothing Christ-like about taking poison, right? There can't be any personal reason why you would need to take that much graphene oxide into your body when you can see what the spike proteins are doing post-mortem. And we recently saw that come out by the first autopsy of a COVID-19 person. Like the fact that this has been so censored and red taped for so long by the authorities should be alarm bells and red flags central, right? But it isn't raising enough concerns in the mainstream. Because we've been littered with lies from day one about this whole agenda. And the church with it has sadly swum along with it. It has not swum away from the current or the mainstream. It has just gone along with groupthink. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And, you know, I was listening to someone say that they don't believe that this is the time of the great falling away. Mm -hmm. But I think it is. I mean, look at how much just one topic has done so much damage within the church to such a degree that instead of addressing what we're supposed to be addressing, we're fighting against each other. So you tell me whether that is God's will or not. No. It's absolutely not God's will, and I'm not being arrogant. I want to remain humble under the Father and the throne at all times saying this, but hear my heart today. If anything is causing harm on another person and you're just going idly by doing life as always, thinking as the Aussie always says, she'll be right, mate. Just do it so we can get things done again. You are a part of the problem, friends. You need to start thinking for yourself again and practice discernment always. Ari, I think we've run out of time today for episode (laughs) eight of season three on the Drake Podcast show. Thank you so much for coming on and really opening up a a can of worms on our dialogue today around these very important topics in in the times that we're in as a church. And um, we'd love to have you come back on the show sometime. Thanks for having me, Dom. God bless. And everybody, stay safe in Christ. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ari. God bless you. See ya. And there you have it, folks. Somebody in the body of Christ that is not afraid whatsoever at the ramifications or repercussions of her speaking truth in an uncensored way. I think it's good to be cunning as a snake and soft as a dove in certain times of our lives and seasons for that matter. But right now, we have to get it on. We are in war right now. This is a civil unrest situation the globe has never found itself in in the 21st century. Until next time, keep practicing that discernment God gave you, friends. 
If you missed last week's episode, then head over to iHeartRadio and Spotify to catch up on them now. Now for some family business, I have some big news to share with all of you. And to be on the safe side, you might need to be seated for the next announcement. Ready? The Drake Podcast Show is now on Telegram. That's right, all the news and current affairs minus all this censorship. Click on the link in the bio to join the channel today. To everyone else, good night.